There's the ice. We missed the ice. Tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. <laughs> I'm surprised I have any left. Usually it's all melted by by episode two. That tells you how short that last one was. It was. I think I rushed it. I don't know. Maybe. No. No, I think you yeah. threw it out. Like 16 <laughs> times you were like, it's good. I liked it. It was okay. It's not my favorite, but it was good. <laughs> you cycled a little bit. It's okay. So update. Um, I think I'm about halfway through that bottle of wine. Right now, I think by the time we get to our, our, our lower decks recording, I, I should be solid. Like, I should be pissed drunk <laughs> um, on a Tuesday. So I'm I'm uh, I'm adulting like no Woo-hoo. one else. And then afterwards, I'm going to go watch the new that show Evil about uh, d- demonic possession. So I'm I have a solid night ahead of me. The How current presidency. What? <laughs> hey, Star Trek is not political. Don't talk about Man, that. It's never been political. Oh, Shut your mouth. I could have swore I was thinking about watching that evil one. It was it looked kind of like a more modern day X Files ish kind of thing? Yes, no. Kind of. So it's with Mike Coulter from um, fuck, um, sexy can't kill him Marvel guy, Johnny. No shit. Uh, Hugh Jack- Jessica Jones and <laughs> Daredevil and Luke oh, Cage. Luke Cage. Shit. God. <laughs> He is he is an, an attractive man. Um, it's with it's with him, and basically he works for the Catholic Church, and he they just they they investigate demonic possessions, and there's like a skeptic. So it is it is kind of X Files ish, but it's okay. more with like like uh, religious stuff. Okay, good. Um, all right, is it good. Have you um, watched? Any I, of I watched the first episode. I do enjoy it. I had this weird fascination with like religious. Um, dogma or like mythology like i love the film end of days with Arnold schwarzenegger i don't know or like there's like a film that that film uh stigmata i have a weird fascination with all that that kind of stuff i don't know why but i'm but i'm an atheist so i i don't know (laughs) and there goes half our listeners sorry all right there we go (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's jeff's fault oh no it's interesting it sounds pretty good i might have to check out we, we go from 30 listeners to uh 20 listeners because well, Lord knows there isn't a lot to watch these days. We've got Mandalorian <laughs> coming out, and then the last like half of Supernatural's last season comes out here soon. Yeah, it comes out, and this then week. that that's mostly it. I'm I'm scraping a bit to try and find other stuff to watch other than the stuff we do for this episode. So that's good to know. There's some stuff on Netflix. The new haunting show comes out, like the haunt. That's like a sequel oh, to the haunt, haunting, haunting of Hill House. Yeah, it's haunting. Yeah, the haunting of something. Blythe Manor or something. So that that comes out. Um, there's a new Kipo. Do you guys watch Kipo? I don't know if your kids do. I don't even know what that is. Don't even know what it is. It's an animated show on Netflix. It's like, it takes place in the future. Uh, Kipo and the Wonder Beast. There's like mutants, like talking, uh, there's like lumberjack cats. What the hell are you letting your kids watch? Wow. (laughs) So Um, you just (laughs) dropped acid and watched cartoons. That's pretty much what I'm getting. Uh, I like the lumberjack cats. I'm just saying. Um, there is a new show camp cretaceous it's it takes place in the jurassic Uh, world show yes yeah okay it's like it's an animated kids show isn't it it's an animated kids show about these kids at a camp but it takes place during the jurassic world film time frame so and and well and and my daughter my 11 year old daughter loves dinosaurs so they they love that show okay yeah Don't get me wrong. I'm one. I definitely watch kids shows and animated ones sometimes too. But oh, I do I too. Thinking, I was thinking more along the lines of stuff meant for my age group, <laughs> like Lower Decks. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Damn. Hey, Lower Dix is animated. It is not a kid's show. <laughs> oh, it is not a kid's show. It is not. Um, all right. But anyway, fuck it. Welcome to the Nurturing Podcast. That was a very long introduction, and I apologize. But those are some good shows. Go go check them out. Uh, Netflix sponsor us. <laughs> please. Uh, please. Please. Subsidize our account. Just please. one. We'll share it. We'll share it. We don't mind. <laughs> we will. You can have our podcast. Look, should get it into podcasting because you're already playing it on your TV. Just play an audio file. That's true. I do that. All right. Today we're discuss. Oh, sorry. Fuck it. I'm I'm Jeff. <clears throat> I'm here with Phil. Hey, everybody. And David. Hi, guys. Uh, today we are discussing the last outpost, uh, TNG season one, episode four, original air date October seventeenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, we meet the Ferengi. Quark. Uh, Yay. We it's Quark, but not Quark. Not Quark. Yeah. It, it's Armin Shimmerman. It did look yeah. very similar. I did. I didn't want to just say they all look alike, but is it the same actor? <gasps> yeah. yeah, Armin Shermanman yeah. is on there. Yeah, from Deep Space Nine. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so we we meet we meet the Ferengi. I mean, and this is kind of the 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 most. I guess if you don't count the animated series, this is kind of the first introduction of a new species in a while. I mean, because we haven't seen a lot. You know, it's mostly like you know Romulans, Klingons. Yeah, so, TNG yeah. hasn't been real itchy to introduce new stuff at least. Well, we're four episodes in, but hasn't been like firing them off rapids. So this yeah, is the first of, one of in the main. One. Yeah, main species at least. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they were actually supposed to be kind of the new villains. They were supposed to be like the new Klingons. Um, but as you watch the episode, they're not really that scary. They're they kind of become more of a joke later on, especially more in, like later in TNG and then into DS9. Um, they're very just basically out for a profit. They're not like you know villains, I guess so to speak. Yeah. Well, and God, could they hear a pin drop? I swear. Look at those ears. <laughs> like I have to imagine, t- if you take your ears and you just cup them, or hands and cup them around your ears, like what you can hear amplifies by like three. The guys while they were in these costumes must have been so sensitive to sound. <laughs> Maybe. Well, and too, because when they're on the planet later on. Those loud booms are like... Yeah, the thunder crashes and everything. They're just doubled over like... "Eh." Yeah, which makes sense. I would be too if I had ears that size. But I kept... I kept waiting when they were having like the showdown between the two ships. Have you guys seen the movie Down Periscope? I love that movie. It's, It's one of my favorites. And there's a scene where the sonar guy who's always listening for stuff is in the sub and there's the sub <laughs> yep. right above him and the guy in the sub above him drops like his change buying yep. something and he's like oh my god <laughs> a quarter and two dimes <laughs> I was, I was yep. waiting for them to do this and be like we can hear what they're saying on the other ship and be like because lord knows they don't follow space rules like <laughs> so the sound would just go right through the space yeah <laughs> yep, no it goes right through space. space and those ears are so big they could pick them up anyways <laughs> I think a lot of this episode... Okay, so essentially the plot of this, it starts off this like strange Ferengi ship has stolen a piece of equipment from an outpost or something, and the Enterprise is chasing them, and they've never seen them. They've never seen their ship before. Like it's, They set this all up for like 30 minutes. Like, oh, my God, we've never seen them. And then there's weird interactions with... Because, you know, at this point, Data is... I don't like Data at this point. I really don't. Yeah. He's nothing to write home about? No, because he's just very okay. smug. And like he just, like the whole conversation about profiteers or what, yeah. what uh, Yankee traders. traders. And it was like the 19th century. 
I was like, this is a completely pointless like discussion. And then later on when he, I think data says, or was it this episode? No, it was, it was actually code of honor where data says, Oh, um, they did a coup, coup d'etat, which is an old, which is from the ancient French language. And then Jean-Luc is like, French isn't ancient. Like it's a fantastic <laughs> language. And I was like, this is you pointless. Offended me, sir. Yeah. Right. How dare you? Yeah. Um, well, no, but isn't this the one where he makes the thing about nothing to write home about like two yes. or three times? Well, but you for, for skipped no right over my joke. Whoosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing to write home about at all. Um, yeah, so they're they're chasing the Ferengi, uh, and then suddenly they come across a planet that puts them in like a it like uh, a tractor beam, and it starts to drain their power. Yeah, um, the one. I I had never seen a Ferengi ship before. I give them props for the fact that this one actually oh. looks like it belongs in space. Like it's not aerodynamic at all. It's just a flying like half saucer cut in half. So like, can I ask you something? Mm. Um, I have always thought this. Does the shape of the Ferengi ship remind you of anything else that you know? And I'm curious to what you think about this. Because it reminds me of something like a lot. Um, okay. Well, okay. It's kind of hard because you don't see a top down view of it. But if you look at a top, like a bird's eye view of the ship, uh-huh. are, are, are you Google, Googling it? Google, 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 it? Google. You tell me what you think it looks like. Looks like a bunch of stuff from StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. It looks like something very specific to me. Our, our, our audience is in, is in suspense. He's in suspense. Like in is he going to get it? I don't know. So don't know. to me, a top-down view of the Ferengi ship, it looks like the Rebel Alliance symbol from Star Wars. Oh, if it's upside down, I guess. Yeah. Well, if you flip okay. It, whatever, but that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> Sorry, like has, every like, picture I'm finding like, has it the other way. That's why I was like, Okay, well, if you it. turn it around, but it has that crescent with the little with the thing coming out the front. I see what you get. I see what you get. Yeah, it's loop it up and then it has the That's what it looks thing. like to me. I, I can't help okay. but not see it. Anyways, okay. Anywho, that, I like that, that it actually looks like it belongs in space because that thing wouldn't fly through an atmosphere for more than about 10 seconds before it would drop <laughs> like a rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bulky thing, yeah. Well, and all the flat panels are facing forward. <laughs> but that's uh, always... I think fuel efficiency that, is like not a concern do... in the 24th century, okay? Unless you're going to go into the atmosphere, yeah. I, I just, I like... <laughs> I like that because I see that all the time where they're super streamlined and I'm like, yeah, that looks cool, but like it doesn't like the Enterprise 2 looks like it should be going through water maybe or something. It looks very sleek and very aerodynamic. It has curves. Real she ships got, have curves. She got curves, yeah. I don't know. Like I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons and it occurred to me that the rebel ships in that are very aerodynamic and I never thought about it too much before, but the Imperial ones really are not. Like there's a giant ball with a flat face yeah. in the middle and it, but it works, it works for space because you'd want to put thrusters further away from the outside capsule to make them move better and stuff more efficient with fuel. But that's, that's a whole thing. We don't need to go to quite down that rabbit hole, but I liked oh, that the Ferengi ship looked like it belonged in space and it's a very new design. I was like, if very, we get another warbird of some kind, I'm going to shoot somebody like another Romulan slash Klingon slash anything yeah. else. Warbird with the swooping down wings. That's kind of why I like the Cardassian ship. It's very different. I don't know what that looks like. 
Uh, yeah. I don't think we see the Cardassians for a while. It'll be a while. Yeah, we'll get there. A couple but I, I do like the Cardassian ship. Um, okay, so they are in a power drain. Of, so there's a whole... Oh, fuck. See, uh, this is why I shouldn't drink during these. <laughs> uh, and we're just, down you're we just go. now realizing this? <laughs> I, I know. I know. Okay, in Code of Honor, there's a whole discussion about why the, the captain should go down for, for the away team, not... The, the first officer, and, and he even was like, kind of gives an argument. In this one, uh, Riker does go down to the planet to figure out what's going on because that's where this like power drain is coming from. Yeah. Um. So we get that they go down. We so we we meet the Ferengi. They're a giant. They look like a giant butt with huge ears, essentially. Yeah. Um. I never liked the Ferengi. I think until Cork. I think Cork because of. I think his character growth over those seven seasons, it, it, at least from the from the episodes that I've seen, because I haven't seen all of it yet. Yeah, he's the first likable Ferengi, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so we see them. There's what's in, what's interesting too is there's a whole scene in the conference room where they use uh, like a hologram uh, on on the yeah. table, and it's it's never used again to my like they always just use like the flat Elcar screen. They'll use the screen, yeah, at the head mm. of the table there. Yeah, and there's kids just roaming around in the conference room too. I'm like, what's uh, that? yeah, that part I was like, what? No, no, no. Yeah, because no. I was gonna say, if, even if you compare it to some kinds of military ships that transport families and stuff, which there isn't a lot of them, but if you compare it to that, there are parts of the ship that are off limit to children, not just the bridge. So yeah, I'm like, the, I'm pretty code? sure the exec, I'm pretty sure the captain's conference room or the <laughs> executive conference room, I guess as you could call it, would be off limits to children just yeah, running you around. Would think. But, I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, boys, we'll be boys." Ho, ho, ho. Oh, uh, and yeah, so they use this kind of hologram display, which again is never used again. Uh, it must, it must have been like a budget thing. I don't know. Um, essentially, the planet that they're near used to belong to this old empire, and we think that's why this power drain was like a a weapon of of some kind from this ancient empire that doesn't exist. As anymore. you do. Of course. And in they Data definitely gets... use Duracell batteries because it's still working. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and then Data gets stuck in a Chinese finger trap. And I don't I don't get it. I don't like the subplot at all. <laughs> it's <laughs> great it's great for it's funny as a throwaway, I guess, but I'm like, there's actually stuff going on right now. Why are we going here? It was supposed to, I saw the parallel. It's supposed to be kind of a commentary on the Ferengi and their capitalist system and kind of like they can't get out of it because they, the, yeah. the more you try to pull them out of it, the more stuck they'll get into it. Seriously? I, I, I don't know. That's way more. I swear. Than I, got. I, see, I saw a couple layers <laughs> in this episode, like of that. Cause yeah, you can tell they try to be basically not socialist. I won't go to socialist, but they essentially have kind of a socialist versus capitalist mentality here where you have the, the Federation doesn't really use money and they apply everything yeah. as needed. And the Ferengi are supposed to be their equals technology wise, but a capitalist society. And the idea, obviously, like you said, was to show them as kind of the enemy and stuff, but they ended up being kind of this joke. And that's what I thought the finger trap was supposed to get into of like, they're stuck in their system because they can't find a way out. Hmm. You saw way more into that. Shit, than we I got did. some legit <laughs> analysis going on here. Damn, dude. I just saw it as like a throwaway gag. They're like, oh, let's put data, the kind of logical Vulcan type, into a, a human joke. 
that's what I thought well, And that was that was the interesting thing was I couldn't figure out why data couldn't figure it out because logically you would just be like, okay, it's pulling and like you'd notice the physics of it and you'd, yeah, like the you counteraction know, and put pulled it and did the counteract yeah. yeah counteracting motion <laughs> to get it out. But the joke at the end when they're like, let's send them a bunch of those finger right. traps because they're gonna they're stupid <laughs> well, and it's the idea of to get out of a chinese finger trap you have to work together to get it open to get out and kind of go against your nature of just pulling on it and they're all going to sit there and like eh, 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 and get stuck because they can't think past what they're doing who who doesn't want to see a short track or a book of or or something of just a <laughs> shipload of ferengi trying to figure trying that to out, out of finger, finger traps. Traps. I, I i would pay to see 10 minutes of that <laughs> oh be amazing that would be pretty interesting um uh okay so they go down to the planet they figure out it's this like there's this p- portal uh thing or not oh, what's his name it's not portal uh, uh no but again it's another like judge trying to yeah well at least that's uh, what the ferengi think is they're judging the people and they start like they do all these weird things and it doesn't make any sense and they go against their nature uh portal 63 is what he names himself but yeah and that they're like they do these weird things and they let women do certain wear tasks How and wear they? yeah that one was a weird yeah. one so are ferengi women just naked all the time is that what they're yeah, getting pretty, at pretty they much are. Yeah. Do we they never? Are. I take it we never see Ferengi women on the show then because they can't show well we, we do they just strategically camera camera uh, angles, okay. camera yeah, angles. Uh-huh. but yeah we do we'll see yeah. we'll see uh, Quark's mom in Deep Space Nine. We'll see uh, somebody There's else some too. Other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they interact with him, and he's and, and uh, he's been deactivated for a long time. He doesn't know like what year it is. He still thinks that this empire is still going. So that's why he like traps them, and then he challenges Riker to explain or you know don't you don't have to use force to get out of everything. You can use logic and. And all that, and blah 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 blah, some sort of moral, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then, of course, back on the ship because their power is being drained, they're all freezing to death, and Picard is like, you know, they're all <laughs> dying, which is so, so dramatic. And then they do the whole blade thing, where like the the blade thing, vampire. Well, he takes the blade. No, he takes the blade, and he like go, strikes at Riker, and Riker oh. doesn't flinch as it stops like right here. And I was yeah. like, why would you do that? If you're a Starfleet officer, wouldn't you make a move to block? Like, not an attacking move, but you do something to stop the attack. Like, it doesn't show anybody anything to get sliced in half. Eh. <laughs> uh, show, no, show no fear. I guess, or because yeah. he knew that he wasn't really being attacked or... Something. I don't know. Because um, it looked badass, think? that's why. Yeah, it looked badass. Which is, it's, it's interesting, too, because I think there's another Ferengi episode and a couple more. Uh, with the like stargazer, so like we definitely get a lot more Ferengi than we do anybody else the first season. Yeah, and that's the only thing I kind of took issue with in this episode is how everybody's acting like, oh, we've never seen a Ferengi before, especially Picard. And we'll get information later that yeah, he did. That's that was what happened at his former command, the stargazer. It was it was yeah. an encounter with a Ferengi. So they I'm actually like, like saw them because they, they didn't even want to turn on their video to let them see them. So I'm sure people had seen Ferengi ships, but they hadn't seen like them. the Ferengi was what he was trying to get at. Yeah, maybe it was just how it, how they treated it. I don't know. I was like, which is, eh, OK, which is very similar to in TOS when they first saw Romulans. Like, they're like, oh, we we fought a, a war against the Romulans, but we we never saw them until now. Kind of a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes sense in my head that if you're doing that in space, you know, if a ship blows up, you're not usually going to see them. And the bodies might not be recognizable usually because they're either going to be frozen or burned. (laughs) Well, yeah, and and, and they didn't have uh, view screens back then either. That's true. So, yeah, we meet the Ferengi. They've got, I kind of like their whips, though. They have like these electrical charge whips. Um, Don't get used to them. We'll never see them again. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they're not practical yeah. against phasers, I guess. They take they too remind long. To... There's, there's a couple of things in Star Wars where they have like lightsaber whips. I forget who uses them, but they they're the weirdest looking things. I get where people are like trying to go with it. They're like, if you have a laser sword, why not a laser whip? And I'm like, because it doesn't make any because sense. That would be stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just a limp sword. Yeah. <laughs> Or the, I can't have that now. I, I think in the video game Soul Calibur, there's a character who has a whip sword, and it's a sword that she can like pull and right. it pulls down into a whip form, and then she can like whip it around and then pull on it and it goes back into a sword, which is kind of cool looking. But at the same time, I'm like, I would just cut myself all the time. Like, how do you <laughs> twist it? Do 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 pop it? Do 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 twist it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. It totally is. But yes, uh, yeah. not usually very practical. No. Whoops, sword. Indiana um, Jones in space. It is. That's the A team. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, that is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. We haven't, got, we haven't got to Barkley yet. You can't bring in the A team. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right, so they. Uh, the portal out or he he restores power to everybody and everything's fine and then they so they they, they kind of make a deal with the Ferengi to figure this all out and then then that's fine they give them back their technology and they go on their way uh that's that's the end of the episode yeah it really was just kind of like we meet the Ferengi we move on kind of thing they didn't get very detailed into anything that lasts yeah i, I so again correct me if i'm wrong but uh, be, because I'm still feeling that these are TOS episodes, it's like okay, p- a plot, plot, plot for you know 40 minutes, and then sudden resolution in the last two minutes. Where yeah. and again, th- this could be me with like you know rose colored glasses. I feel like later on in TNG, there's not some sudden twist to save save the day. It's a it's a full co- coherent plot for the full you know like 44 minutes. I mean, Phil, do you feel like that, or do you feel that there's still some episodes that are like, haha, say the day, you know, last minute? Um, it gets better as we get further in. I think they still have that TOS mentality yeah. where, oh, there's got to be a last second resolution, and yeah. that does kind of wear off when we as we get further into the series. Well, especially DS9. I mean, I mean, Voyager's kind of like that, but I think even Voyager was like, no, Voyager has some serialized portions, but DS9 will be our major. Yeah, but but with with Big Voyager, arcs. even their standalone episodes are still very well written. There's no sudden twist at the end, like oh, we we save the day with thirty seconds left. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some, but I think to me at least, the, most of them are pretty well written. Yeah, the resolutions yeah. are well more thought out. Yeah, you definitely have a lot of the TOS elements here. New alien race, although at least we do see them again. It's not a one off and then goes, but then some weird planet of some old empire of some godlike creature that appears out of nowhere and then just goes back to sleep forever and nobody thinks to use it, come and get them and use it ever again. Yeah, that's a straight up Roddenberry thing. Yeah, because yeah. he's like um, that's that seems to be his go to. If he can't think of anything, 
or a device, some kind of plot device to use, he automatically goes to, oh, we have a godlike creature who's something, something, something. <laughs> yeah. This kind of is. It's like a self-defense mechanism, but it's it's like a godlike yeah. creature. Oh, so your your power's suddenly back now, and you know you're not freezing. In your you're ship. good. Don't worry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's the, that's the episode. Going to be uh, all I don't know. <laughs> uh, Even that Dave. too, just like all of a sudden something out of nowhere. Sorry, I guess I have yeah. one last point, but something out of nowhere <laughs> like disables the whole ship. Yeah. That was a very TOS thing because they're always being caught by a green hand or like. <laughs> <laughs> Not able to be True. something just disables it. Oh, we can't do anything, and we got to resolve this other thing before our ship can like, go on its merry right way. Now, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely tired of these like a plot, a b plot things because even this one is like a plot chase the Ferengi b plot. We're stuck by a mysterious planet where, like in Code of Honor, it's like oh, there's there's a vaccine that we need, but then Tasha's kidnapped. Like I know, just just have one well written story. Maybe have some. Because even in some of them where you do have some minor character things, that's not a full B plot. That's just kind of like, yeah, it's yeah, like character development whole plot. It can just be something yeah, that happens you don't during need, the episode. I, I've I've never been a big fan of that like kind of that ticking clock thing, which is mm-hmm. what Code of Honor is and what this is. You're like, oh, there's a ticking clock where you know it's gonna this this vaccine is needed because you know the disease is gonna kill people. Or we're going to freeze in our ship where we have to solve this problem. I, I don't like the whole ticking clock in 43 minutes thing. Mm. I, just, I don't know. Yeah. It is getting old. I mean, I, I I don't have a problem with a ticking clock used well. But yeah, when they're kind of shoehorned yeah. in, I could see it being... It depends being how it's weird. used. I mean, if... Okay, so here's here's a ticking clock episode I do like. Um, I think it's uh, Starship Mine, where... Picard is stuck on there where people are are trying to rob it, but there's like a tachyon beam or something that's, that's like it, that's going to kill people. Yeah, Phil, it, it has a Tim Tim Russ in it. Yeah, um, I like He's that guy. Yeah, that's a good episode. I think that's, yeah, that's, that's an a amazing solid, episode, well written episode. But there's just, a time I, there's a time constraint to it. Yeah. There's a time constraint because but there's like a practical reason for it. At yeah. least in in my mind i guess I not yeah, not the, something out of the middle of nowhere yeah no it's it's legit yeah. like the the ship has to undergo a sweep every so often for baryon particles and it takes x number of hours to do to sweep the whole ship so the time frame is already set in place yeah and, and, and that's a well written episode yeah yeah so i like that um yeah, this one's fine for me. It's it's a standard. You know, I like that we're introduced to the Ferengi, new the most the the newest uh, species for TNG. I, I like that. You know, um, so it's getting different. It, it is. Um, it's getting there. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, like I said, I did kind of like this. I kind of liked. I mean, obviously, if I didn't know that the Ferengi were supposed to be the big bad, I would have just been like, oh, they introduced a capitalist society into this which i think is interesting and i like that they kind of they're going to play that off of too because like you said on ds9 it's always kind of like i wonder how this works with one being completely no currency and then another being all currency and they're all trying to live together that seems like a tough one to overcome but um we'll get to that when we get to that but it's (laughs) i and the ferengi are interesting looking like i said they do have the big ears but at least it's not like let's slap some forehead ridges on a normal person or some pointy ears and call it good they yeah put some thought and effort into it and it looks different from a human um it's okay so just wait till you find out what their ears are for 
Okay. Uh, but I do like it. So I, I'd say slightly better than the last episode. Maybe a solid six instead of a five and a half to six okay. on the Devo meter. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Phil, what's your take, man? Oh, yeah. I'm kind of in the same spot. It's it's a good episode. It introduces a recur, what will become a recurring species, which is always good and yeah. something that the series probably needed to do, not just rely on the old TOS stuff. Yeah, so, no, I'm glad. Yeah, it's good. We kind of get a little peek at down at engineering again. So you kind of mm-hmm. get to check that out some with like the big pool table display in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be good. Uh, the two of the Ferengi on here will come back again in a future episode as different Ferengi, but same people playing them. Yeah, um, Cork and, and Rom, right? I don't no, no, no. I mean, two of the other people that are acting, they'll come back in Rascals as the as the Frangie that are trying to take over the Enterprise when they gotcha. become kids. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I guess that re- does make sense, recurring. too, because there's only so many actors that are going to fit the height description. Yeah. Like, because the Frangie is supposed to be, to be like three or smaller. four feet tall or something like that. Maybe five it looks feet. Like. I think the five is probably taller. about the max. Yeah. yeah they're, okay. they're smaller. But there's definitely, they, a, there's definitely a height requirement for this. Species. Well, yeah, because they have some CG, but they don't have the ability to like chop people off at the at the have them play a role quite Not yet. Yeah, just tech. wait. Not oh, yet. I'm sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, the the overall the episode is good. We get a nice introduction here, some decent storyline. So for a season one episode, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. All right. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's okay. It's it's fine. It's. Uh, see, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give season one a fair shake. I think I'm just going to compare it to everything else, and that's not fair to season one. Yeah, well, it happens. But it happens. You know, it's fine. Uh, you know, introduction of new species, it, it's it's okay. It's fine. I, I can give it that. Well, and I'm comparing it to TOS, so just take the middle ground <laughs> between right. what I say and what Jeff says, yeah. and you'll get something that's kind of in the <laughs> in the real realm of real. It is. Uh, right, that's it. For, I don't think anyone dies in this one. Uh, we're good, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, Dave, take it away. All right, yeah, check us out at nerdtrekpodcast.com. We got links to all of our social medias. You can find us now on Amazon Podcasts. You can use your Alexa to search for the Nerd Trek Podcast and it'll play it for you. Uh, and Cafe Press, you can go there and buy stuff with our logo on it. It's a cool logo. You should check it out. It goes well on a mug or a plate or a coaster or G-string. underwear. <laughs> I do need some 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 G string. I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, wherever you're listening to this, go to that place and rate our podcast. Give us five stars rating and review, and we'll read it out on the air for you. No shame here. No shame at all. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, that's it for TNG right now. We've got a few more to go. We're going to meet the Traveler soon uh, with his weird, creepy hands. Yep. Which will have a lasting impact on some other stuff. And. <laughs> David's face. <laughs> like, what the hell? The fuck is the traveler? <laughs> yeah. And Wesley, we'll start seeing a little bit more of too. So, yeah, we do. Uh, so, we got more to come. So, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Later.